Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Um, yes. Hello, my name is Malik Waters. I'm 15 years old. I'm a student at Human Fog. I'm good friends with Virginia, as I'd say, and I'm here today. Um, yeah, and so just to give a little bit of context, Malik, do you want to kind of talk about um, your race for a minute and just um, how it was being brought up in the South being Black? Yes, I am black indeed. Um, in the South, yeah, I've been I've been born and raised here uh, my whole life. I was born in Mississippi and moved here when I was really young. And yeah, being black has kind of like like made me who I am today, and I'm like very proud of who I am, where I grow. Yeah. Um, and when do you feel like your race truly started to affect you? And when do you feel like you um noticed that it was something that society kind of saw and based their opinions on um it started like very very young like even though i can't remember it necessarily my parents have told me in the past of how like well when it first started when we recognized it it was when i was going to daycare and i was like the only black kid at the daycare at all but my mom worked there so that's how i was able to like go there but as I was going there, like the people, they refused to like feed me and like send my food home. And I would be like screaming. My mom said she could hear me screaming, but they like threatened her job with it. Like if she tried to come in there and check on me and then my grandmother and my aunt, they constantly like were trying to speak up about it. And it, like it did, it got really bad where like they wouldn't even change my own diaper. And I had like a diaper rash, like severe. I had to go to the doctor and get ointment for it. Mm-hmm. and. It took somebody else in my family to speak up for me because my mom was scared of her job because we were very poor at the time and like living, like scraping the bottom barrel, living paycheck to paycheck. And my aunt decided to speak up for me. And then when she did said what she said to the people who work there, they finally like started to change who they, well, like how they were acting towards me. And they started feeding me as what I was told. Wow. That is just I, I'm taken aback by that because I think that that is just such blatant racism and I think um, it goes to show that like as a white person I don't see that and it's like something like that I know that is so normal for you um, and that you feel all the time like I just I don't have any idea that these things are going on and that's why I'm excited to have conversations like these um, and as you continued to grow up were you taught to be fearful or proud, or were you kind of taught to be both? Um, just elaborate on that a little bit. Like, how were you raised in relation to your race by your own family? I wouldn't say so much as fearful as cautious. Mm-hmm. I was always taught to be proud of who I am. Like, you're black for a reason. You're all, you're given this life, so you like need to live it the best way you can. And I like I love being who I am. And being black is a privilege. Like, in my opinion, yes. I I mean, it comes with some downsides like from society how we're perceived but there's nothing we can do about that I just choose to like I mind like all the morals my parents have taught me while going through society and being able to mold and shift shape into the person who I am today yeah 
Um, and kind of going into just a little bit about um, growing up and relating to school. So obviously we go to a school that is definitely majority white, majority white staff, majority white students. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very liberal and very open-minded. And I think that we do a better job than most schools at trying to be open in my opinion. But then again, I don't know everything and I don't know what it's like to be black and experience that. So I was just kind of uh, relating to how you feel there, um, being a minority, but also if you feel like it's truly accepting um, experiences that you've had kind of relating to that. Um, yes, I definitely enjoy going to the school I go to because how open-minded people are there. Like we have so many clubs for minorities, not just African-American, but all races. And I think that's such like a good thing because everybody's like aware of situations that can occur within those races and they want to be there to support them fully. And that's why I really like, like going to because not only are like the clubs, but like the teachers are very supportive and like they, even though they can't necessarily know exactly what we're going through, they recognize it and they're able to like be there hand in hand with me through like whatever is going through. But kind of getting in, like going away from teachers, but like getting into like students, um, I enjoy the atmosphere for the most part. Like I love all my friends and stuff, like the people I'm close to, they know I'm like, I really love being around them and stuff, but they're all so some like sly things that happen on the side that not a lot of people know about. And like, some people like saying like people are not black saying the N word or making like racist jokes and stuff. And at first, like I like wanted to like push it away because like I was like maybe I'm just overreacting. But like like the more that it happens, like the more that I'm like I become aware of like this is wrong and like sometimes like I speak up. I'm not gonna like add out anybody, but still like there are some things that happen behind the scenes that that people do try and cover up and make the school seem as like good as it is, but not everything is all like peaches and cream. Like there are some yeah. downsides. There are yeah. some things that happen. Yeah, and I think it's it's yeah. interesting because I can't even imagine what it would be like at other schools. Um, Cause I think that it's like you said, our school I feel like does um, try to be very welcoming and open. And then things like that can still happen. and. Um, how do you feel like things like that shape the way that you feel like at our school um, when there's kind of like these small acts of racism um, and kind of just how do, how do your peers' opinions shape how you feel about yourself? Um, these things, they do make me upset, but I, it's not necessarily coming from my friends. It's coming from the people who I don't hang around with. Yeah. And... I, it, it takes more than one person to speak up about something, but I'm, I'm not the type mm-hmm. of person that's going to like, like, like confront you in front of a, bump, a bunch yeah, of people. I'm probably, yeah, I'm like, I'm not about that life. Um, I just, sometimes I like, I might go up to them like at a later time or like, like send them a snap saying like, why would you do that? Or something like that. And usually like the remark is like, it was just a joke. You're overreacting. but like, it's not their I, place to say that. It's truly not their yeah. place to say that. Oh yeah, oh. I just I just wanted to say that like I don't it just makes me like I, I can't even think of like an adjective to describe like how it makes me feel that like they say I'm overreacting, but they have no idea how I'm feeling or taking offense to that. Like if the shoe was on the opposite foot, like 
it would have been like like it would have been mayhem like chaos but mm -hmm. it's not and it's sad that we live in that type of world where like people think they have the right or the audacity to say how you feel and it's like completely wrong yeah like truly invalidating your feelings and i think um it comes from a place probably both of ignorance and just like complacency um and not really wanting to take responsibility and i think that that's where um a lot of the issue lies i think a lot of the issue lies with white people being complacent because again i think um just in the school environment we can also speak up like it shouldn't be only black people's responsibility to speak up and white people also need to um use their voices and not just like let these people just because it may not um specifically pertain to our race and our emotion it should still hurt us and it should still injure us and wound us and we um need to stick up because i mean it's just like what you were saying nobody has the right to say those things and nobody has the right to tell you how you should feel um, yeah yeah and i feel like if like a white person were to like stick up in situations like that it would it would probably like be 10 times as more successful than it would with just like the minority speaking up to a white person if yeah. you see what i'm saying i'm just saying like if once like one of like their own like confront them then it like sort of like gets their gears turning in their heads like okay maybe i need to stop what i'm doing yeah and i think also they can't they can't say like they're overreacting um argument kind of falls apart um because it's it's again it's not specific to their race and it's not an overreaction first let me say that it's not at all an overreaction um i can't <laughs> even imagine how much that must hurt but um it's it just tears that apart it tears that argument down and so i mm -hmm. think that that's something that we really need to focus on is just losing that sense of complacency first losing that sense of ignorance which i think we have done with everything going on right now um yeah and um i also want to ask how has everything going on right now affected you um first i would say probably with just the acts of brutality being so um so widely shared and so widely seen um mm -hmm. how did that firstly affect you and then also uh, just how is these uh, how have these large movements of activism really um made you feel i guess and just how have you responded yeah when i look on the news today and i see like so like like so many black people being killed or like being hurt by the police officers and it makes me like so angry but it also makes me very fearful because i don't know what i might go through if i go out in the world because they're killing people of all ages and stuff and that makes me scared in society because you know me very well and i promise you i'm not a threat at all but i have no idea what i look like in the eyes of an officer or in the eyes of another white person in the world but these like all these protests and movements they make me like so happy and i even went to one on thursday mm -hmm. um it makes me so happy to see people of all races standing with us in this time of injustice and it really shows how like educated they are now self-aware they are of like these acts of like ruthlessness against these people how they're treating us and it it just makes me glad that i'm not alone in this at all yeah um and i was also kind of wondering this is a little bit of a tangent 
but how has your mental health been affected by this? And I feel like um, a lot of times as males, uh, you don't get as much of a platform to speak about your mental health. And then um, also I was wondering kind of how it is as a black male, because I feel like oftentimes um, just in like medical practices, you don't get as much attention. So I feel like that would um, just continue to deepen that issue. Yeah. Um, make like my mental health. I mean, I'm fine for the most part, but I am scared when I go out sometimes. Like when I went like this week, I went driving with my mom, and this place we go driving at, and because people have been meeting up there, police officers have been like swarming the area, and then I saw like a bunch of them like follow like or like get around people and surround my car and stuff, and I got scared. And then my mom was like, "Just calm down." She made me like pull over, and like we had to switch seats because. Like she didn't want me to like have a mental breakdown or like in front of the steering wheel and stuff. And it makes me yeah. like, I know it's like, it's sad that I live in this type of world, but like she like does her best to like comfort me in these times of like these hard times that we're living in, these trials we're going through. But also it's like, it's not necessarily, I mean, necessarily it's not her obligation to like necessarily do that, but like still the fact that like, not all parents like understand what we're going I just I'm just really thankful for our mom and like how she handled that situation you know yeah and I think I think that that is one thing that's important is to have parents that validate your feelings I feel that's a common theme that I've just seen talking to people about age um is that when you have that support system at home um who really understands what you're going through and tries to kind of de-escalate the times where you are feeling anxious or you're feeling depressed or really just tries to dig into that um, instead of brushing it aside. I think that that mm -hmm. is so important. And I can't imagine living at that heightened sense of anxiety. I mean, obviously, especially right now, but kind of like what you've talked about with your experiences, you live at that constant um, state of anxiety on a regular basis, even if it's kind of pushed down a bit. Um, mm -hmm. And so I know you've talked to me about some other specific experiences that you've had with adults um, and racism. So I was wondering if you could kind of talk about that and also just in the context of um, someone who's an authority figure over you, because not only is it demeaning to have someone be racist to you, not only does that kind of um, enhance the supremacy and authority, but also someone who is just by society viewed as an authority figure over you um, because of your age. Yeah. Um, like one of my like earliest memories were like of me like actually like like I can remember is me being like followed in stores or just literally trying to just buy like Gatorade or something. I've been followed in stores by like employees or officers and asked like what are you doing in this section or like you need to like get out of here. And I I obviously respect them because I know what I've been taught. And my parents they like they tell me because you're black you're born you're automatically born with two strikes against you just because of that, mm -hmm. which is horrible but like it, it's very true it's very real what they're saying and i love they how they keep it like real with me and stick to reality of what how things are but yeah i've been followed in stores before um there's been times where teachers have discriminated against me like in elementary school uh, because i'm not i'm not trying to like brag about myself or anything but i wasn't like like accelerated classes and stuff and because of that they would like give me more work than like we had an actual class for that, but because I was the only black kid, I would like 
either be given like more work than everybody else that was like incapable of completing or I was given like or I was like set aside and like wasn't allowed to like mingle with other kids which is I didn't understand which was bad at the time until like I had to come back and tell my parents and we had to like actually like go to the principal about this because I didn't necessarily know I would just come home crying because like I couldn't go out for recess because I was too busy like doing work that like like nobody else was getting and stuff or I was upset that I wasn't able to like talk with my friends or ask for help like from one of my friends or stuff like stuff like that even it's not just like little things that happen like with teachers or stuff like if they don't like like calling me for certain questions or like not saying that necessarily it's because I'm black but like I don't know it's just like something like I don't know I like take things different ways than other people might see but I always try and keep like keep like a good conversation with my parents about things that happening at school and see if they can recognize like uncertainty like things of uncertainty that happen and um it just it just makes me feel glad and upset at the same time because I have good parents who have like keep try and keep a good head on my shoulders but I'm like living in this world where I'm being tear like torn down and trying to be beaten up but I'm like crawling through to like get through like these unbearable times you know yeah and I think I think it was interesting what you were saying that it almost felt like you had to um they were testing you further it's like you had to really prove um your ability that white kids like didn't have to do in that accelerated program um mm-hmm. like to a different level you were you were asked to just validate something that you had already shown and i think that that is interesting i think it's a really interesting thing in schools uh, just to see the different stereotypes um that are reflected and I know last year um, in our math class specifically we were shown um, some of the things about poverty cycles and that is something that as a white person was very eye-opening to me um, because I know that you and I talked about it a little bit but when if you put anyone no matter what race into the situations um, and cycles that our society forces black people into they would continue in that cycle in the same way. It's because we're not giving anyone a way out that the cycle mm-hmm. continues and the stereotypes develop. Uh, they're yeah. man, they're man-made systems and they're man-made stereotypes. And I don't know. I think that that's um, just a very difficult situation. And I think that it's hard um, to recognize if you're not in it sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely, like, not your, like, stereotypical, like, black man. I, like, I don't even, like, necessarily talk, quote, unquote, black. I sound just like everybody else in my school because that's where I've grown up in those type of environments, surrounded by majority white people, which I'm totally fine with because not everybody is the same and not everybody is, like, made out, like, to be the stereotypical white person. They're always, they're not, like, what my parents might tell me how white people are like sometimes my parents especially like my grandparents they tell me like to mostly trust your own but like I also try and keep like that sense of like like trying to be open-minded of like about all types of people before I actually like make my final judgments on them you know but I don't um necessarily have to like grow up in the sheltered systems they did because they lived in like during segregated times where they went to only black schools or when they did finally like like integrate schools, they experienced oppression from other people or 
were bullied and stuff like that. But I'm glad I live in a society now where everybody's like very open and things are very integrated with all races and so yeah i i totally agree and i um i've tried to have similar discussions with my grandparents and uh, depending on which side of my family there's different views and um i would say on one side of my family things tend to be a lot more racially motivated and a lot more racist and having those conversations is um difficult but important and I find the more and more that I try to um, talk to them and talk to my relatives and try to uncover Mm -hmm. the roots of their racism and try to reverse it that I find that um, racism is just rooted so much in fear and it's not not at all the same type of fear that is caused by racism but it's it's fear and it's hatred and um, I think that just having those conversations is important and making people be vulnerable about those things is important. And I think it's interesting how you brought up that our times are so different. And I think that our generation as a whole tends to try to be more open-minded, but um, I like how you kind of put it into context and kind of recognized um, how they grew up as well um, and how we need to move to change that, not only for them, but also for ourselves. And kind of going into something that you touched on just a little bit um, and that I know that you spoke to me about um, how is the dialogue within your own community and um, speaking to other black people and how has that been for you, especially Um, being in a white majority? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, It's like, I also felt faced like discrimination against like my own like black community because like, I don't necessarily do all the things that like I was like, you know stereotypical things that I do like I like I sometimes like to read or I like to do theater or stuff like that which is not necessarily lines up with what I should be made out to be in the world which makes me upset because like those are universal activities and it's yeah I know I understand what you mean but continue yeah it's just like makes me like mad because like I am just I'm going to do the same thing you guys are going through and you're like beating up on me too because I'm not wanting to do the same things as you guys. But I like overlook some of those things and I try and like like try and think like people's ignorance was sometimes like talk to them. Like like my parents say racism wasn't learned, it's taught by parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just try and like overlook those like things that they try and say about me and just like trying to actually like see them as a person and like so then they'll see me as a person. Like we're the same. We go through the same things, but I not like discriminating against you, so please don't discriminate against me. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like forcing like both like positive parts of the magnet, or, like negative parts of the magnet together, but like they repel each other. So it's just I don't know. I just I try to like make like the best of every situation that I'm being put in, but at the same time, it's like how longer can I go through with these things without like having my own breaking point of like wow like is there like no end to like what i'm going through yeah and i think i can't imagine the difficulty that you must face um especially you said growing up in such a whitewash kind of community um and still trying to balance having that black culture also Mm -hmm. i feel like trying to assimilate um to the white community around you and can you kind of just elaborate on that for a minute of how you played that balancing act um 
it took a lot of code switching. It's like going back and forth between yeah. being somebody at home versus being somebody at school. Like at home, I'm a bit more like, I wouldn't say like a, a little bit more looser with, with who I am as a person because I know I'm less likely to be judged. But when I do go to school, I do have to put on an act to not come across as a threat or like sometimes, like that's kind of like the persona I built up at school. Like I want to like, I live this certain image so people think these things about me and not like all these other things that may have been taught to them as young kids. So that's why I try and like break those social norms that we're in, you know? Yeah, and having having to compensate, um, um, I would say almost compensate for your blackness. And I think that yeah. that is, that's so sad and so something that I just can't even fathom. And um, again, I think that just having conversations like these and again, it is not your responsibility to educate uh, me or to educate any white person. But I think that having conversations like these where we really kind of can uncover and learn about these experiences. And I think especially those experiences that you had when you were so young and so fragile as an yeah. elementary schooler um, that really kind of shaped, shaped who you are. Um, and I would say going forward, how do you feel like um, you can act in reality as a black person because obviously there is still racism in america but also trying to push forward what we want which uh, obviously is equality in our ideal system how how do you go forward um i guess living with reality but wanting a brighter future um that's kind of just like being black i guess because you have to maintain this persona just like go forth in life but you do withhold your blackness because you are taught to like grow up and like be proud of who you are but we want change of like how things are occurring in the world but those don't happen necessarily overnight but with all these like protests and stuff we're able to like get people's like minds open up and see that we're just like we're just the same and we're not who you think we actually are but like going forth in life, um, it just, I'm kind of, I'm hoping for a brighter future and just hoping everything will like level out and everything will be like equality is like established, not things that can like happen so quickly. But I do hope for the best in the world mm -hmm. because we're only given this life and I want to be able to live it as best as I can. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting the fact that you said that's that's just being black, that having that hope, but still having to kind of conform to the realities, because um, I think it, it's obviously such a prevalent issue right now. But again, mm -hmm. I think it's the complacency and naivety of white culture to not realize that um, right now is more just an outward expression of something that it was so inward, and it's it's the same it's the same level um, of passion that you guys have always had, and that. I would say white people have lacked um, for so long. And I, I think that that is just, that speaks to me a lot, that um, that that feeling and that vision is just what being black is. Um, and kind of bringing things to a close, um, are there any resources? Are there any specific ways? I know that this is not um, your responsibility, so you can feel free to just um, give us closing words as well. But if there's any, ways to educate or just words you want to say to kids to make a difference and also just white, the white community in general um, 
of what we should be doing right now to support? Um, I would say just continue to educate yourself, like look, read articles or like sign these petitions to do things because at this point, you know what's occurring, like you know mm -hmm. what's happening in the world. And you're like, if you just, if you say you don't know, then you're choosing to ignoring it. Like yeah. the whole, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, that's a reason like we're trying to like show how we feel and like we're standing we're trying to stand up to this injustice and then people are going against us and chanting all lives matter or blue lives matters and that makes me upset because like all lives matter is like derived from black lives matters to dissipate black lives matters and make it seem as we're not like like this problem isn't really big right now like all like all lives are important but they i'm like the white community needs to realize that the black community is going through the oppression right now and the white communities have ne have never faced that ever they've always been the one oppressing people but i am again i'm not trying to say everybody in the white community is these oppressors because there are some people who are sitting with us today like you because like you told me that you went on a walk today well, not today um a couple of days ago um about a man a black man who didn't feel comfortable in his neighborhood and walking around and that made me like happy because it's heartwarming to see people with us in these times of injustice and things that were um that the black man might face and might feel and it's happy to know people are with us in these times you know yeah. but i guess uh i don't know i guess just my closing words are just educate yourselves and like be more aware and just be cautious of what you might say what you might do what you might put on your story and also like if you're on social media don't just put things on your story just for other people to see yeah 100%. actually read it yourself like read it yourself and like like actually like take it into consideration and in your life like use it like don't just like put it on your story just to make people think that you like are just just standing with us but you're just like not really caring you're just like there you know yeah i think performative activism is a very concerning topic and something that has to be addressed um, by each and every one of us internally. Um, and I would say to kids, I think that there's so much we can do. To adults, there's obviously so much you can do. And to elders, um, it doesn't have to be the way that it was when you were growing yeah. up, that things are changing, times are changing, and we can create change. Um, and so to, to everyone in every community, I would say that we love you. and please just support the black community right now because um, although, uh, kind of like what you were saying, although yes, all lives do matter right now, black lives are the ones that are being oppressed, black lives are the ones that are being lost and we need to focus on that. Um, yeah, so to the black community especially, I have so much love for you, I have so much respect for you and Malik, do you wanna say any words? Um, uh, to all my fellow people in the black community, don't worry things will get better we're all hoping for the best we know that things like this are temporary and it will have to get better but just like just love everyone treat everybody the same don't like just just don't be like you know like cocky and arrogant and stuff just like know the times we're living in and know that like everything will turn out all right in the end yeah um so much love for the black community and so much love for everyone go make change thank you so much malik for being on the podcast today no problem